Welcome to your highest version, the podcast where I want you to be the highest version of yourself. My name is Hope Matole. I am the host and founder of this podcast. I'm a communicator, a conversation starter, a voice, healer, and a safe space creator. So if there's one thing to be sure of, this is definitely a safe space. I am also the founder and president of a female NPO known as Contagious Classy Divas Network. I hold a master's degree in psychology and I'm a counseling psychologist by profession. Yep, a whole counseling psychologist. In this podcast, we are going to do the work that helps us to meet and become the highest versions of ourselves. So are you guys ready? Come on and join us. Let's go. another episode of your highest version my name is hope matole your host and founder if you are new on this podcast um welcome and i hope that this can be an atmosphere and a platform where i can give you tips that will help you to become the highest version of yourself and if you are here not for the first time welcome back um today i am joined by an amazing lady and i'm just going to tell you a bit about her and we'll just introduce the conversation afterwards she's a mother a daughter and a sister a qualified microbiologist with a btec degree in biotechnology from the val university of technology she is accredited by sanus for laboratory systems and internal auditing she has um, certification of introduction in aerosol technology from aerosol Manufacturers Association, which is also known as AMA. She is currently a, cor- a correspondent um, through Damelin for Advanced Project Management Certification and Safety Management with UNISA. She boasts over five years of the cosmetic and pharmaceutical industry with two years of working experience um, at the aerosol plant. And she is con- she constantly sets and maintains high standards for herself with the knowledge gained throughout her academic career. The reason why she is here is because she's the founder and president of an NPO based in the Val known as Women of Substance, Women of Great Worth, which basically aims to empower women through gatherings and community involvement. She's a God-fearing lady that is self-driven, hardworking, energetic, and outspoken. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, please help me welcome to the podcast, Shelly Kaliko. Hi, Shelly. Hi, hi, my sister. Wow, hey. <laughs> Why is your high so low? Why is your high so low? It's really low, no. I'm quite excited and enthusiastic about the introduction. Thank you so much. It's quite, it's quite an honor being here in your space. And thank you for everyone and everyone that's listening for the given opportunity. Aww. Thank you so much for honoring my invite. I know you probably are busy as you are preparing um, for the conference that you are hosting at the end of this week, towards the end of this week on Saturday, um, which is one of the reasons, not the main reason, but which is one of the reasons um, I invited you over and we'll have a bit of a chat specifically regarding that 
towards the end of the episode. But I just want to start with, um, you know, first things first. Often in the podcast, we basically check in, we do a check in. And what that means is for you to give us context of where you are right now, where is the weather, how is the weather like where you are right now? Um, how are you and what are you drinking? Is there anything that you'll be drinking throughout this conversation? So just give us a rundown so that we have some context in terms of where you are as we are recording this. Oh, we are recording this from Centurion's side. We're having our cup of tea. The weather's a bit chilly. We just had rain, but it currently stopped, but uh, we're quite warm and ready. (laughs) So, yeah, it's quite a comfortable space. All right. All right. I hear that. I'm drinking water. Uh, as per usual, um, my listeners who have, you know, been in the in the space and kind of listen to some of my episodes, they know my beverage of choice is always water because I have vocal strain and I get vo- vocally strained very, very easily. I think actually I should start doing green tea because actually that's good for throat, but I've never thought about that. But anyway, Shirley, let's let's start from the beginning. Um, you were born, I think, and raised in the Val Triangle. Yes, I think I'm correct. Yes. Yes, correct. Okay. So one of my first questions that I want to find out from you is growing up, what did you want to be? And is there any difference with what you're doing now? Or are there some seeds that you would say you picked up growing up that make sense when you look at yourself now and your passions now and your interests now? To be quite honest, I think it's one of the greatest blessings to actually be in the cosmetic industry. But as I was growing up, um, I was always inspired by being in a space whereby uh, I would grow within life science, anything that would be of microscopic. I saw myself being involved in that. So I was quite close with one of my teachers, mostly that would actually teach life science. In this case, we were talking about Ms. Ms. Barty. That was back then in general. So she was one of the teachers that actually gave me all the the thrive so that I could have much more passion with what I love, of which in that case was life science. But with the space and relationship that we had, um, I had built the confidence with, with my microscopic work. So it wasn't quite much of a challenge as I finished my my matric entering into the university, what I would study, because I was quite specific and very focused on growing into the into the science field. Um, I I was really narrow-minded in the sense of not looking into businesses. I never saw myself into any form of business, mm. but anything that would be science-related, I saw myself in that. So I jumped, that's where the whole biotechnology started because I was really much focused on having to do something that would be science related. And in that case, that microbiology was the main focus. So with the biotechnology, we had a, um, we had a division that you must all, in my, the fundamentals of, of the course should be microbiology and science. So with, with that, it actually boosted and given me the opportunity to actually expand and indulge in, in the, the process of my industry. But currently now, um, I landed, I had the exposure as an intern and was, was fortunate enough to be employed, but I never stayed quite long into, into the laboratory side of it. Then I went to the manufacturing process. Yeah. of which was the production side. And from then, um, I never landed back into the micro lab. 
And I actually saw that with, with, with microscopic work, there is so much that one could actually do and, 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 and until one actually had to major. But with the productivity and being in the cosmetics for such a time, mm. then it actually made me want to go further and want to actually expand. That's where I ended with the auditing. And now I'm currently into the auditing and into the production process of which it has nothing really that I'm actually doing anything with the specimen with actually having to do with anything that I would need microscope. So you, it, it's quite a jump that ha- you have to find yourself that you always thought of being in the lab forever, but um, currently now um, I'm, I don't see myself being permanently into the lab but having to grow, yeah, quite quite honestly, not that is a bad thing for those that are, are in 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 that space. But mm-hmm. for me, with the with the time and duration with the experience, I think with productivity, one can actually expand to be um, a better growing individual, so that you can actually expose yourself to even other industries. In that case, yeah. Yeah. And at the end, there you said that you don't necessarily see yourself, you know, being, you know, in the in the lab space, you know, know. um, paint paint a picture for us in terms of where do you see yourself moving towards mainly, you know, including with the different qualifications that you have, but where, where do you see Shirley moving to now? From, from, from the movement that I had and the exposure within the, the manufacturing space, I, I see, I see us having products. Ah. Under the branding, yeah, okay. because now remember that we were exposed to the micro microsite, the sensitivity of the products. Mm. Now we understand what what how, how the packagings are. Obviously, within that, um, I was also privileged enough to actually be part of the packaging, so I understand with the product. Ah. We need to understand mm. the packaging processes, the how how important the packaging and how chemicals can actually affect that how it's packed directly from the chemical processing and checking that we're quite exposed to because when auditing you need to understand what chemicals what what is actually needed to be there the perfume exposure of of how it's manufactured the checks you understand so by Mm. the packing from from the raw material from the packing production run till end basically i'm exposed to that Mm. so it's 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 one of those that it has given me another idea to say why not because (laughs) you have the the basic and all the 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 fundamental information that one would need so it's it's one of those that i can i can also look into having and launch my own product for for the future so yeah yeah, so with that i think I'm, i'm quite grateful for the exposure and the experience that we have had within the cosmetic. Maybe we could jump into the food. Who knows? We may go into pharmaceutical, but for now, mm-hmm. long term, I would look into finding something that I would actually identify for myself. And I would really be proud to say it's under the branding of woman of substance, woman of great birth or, or any other, if we had to branch into any other brand, mm-hmm. but we, we, we could, we could have a great, something of of our own yeah yeah well it's so amazing to hear it because i don't know i've just I, i just never saw the connection you know and which is why i phrased my question you know like in in terms of you studying and going into the field that you are in now what was the connection mm. you know what could have been the connection with women of substance and i think this gives um a segue into my next question which is 
at which point did you notice your I'll call it passion for women and passion for community development or community involvement? To be quite honest, um, I've always been known by, by being somebody that is quite outspoken, somebody that has been into the entertainment industry. Um, I started off being in the entertainment as, as within the modeling times. Mm. So I've been exposed to pageants. I have been exposed to modeling. So with the confidence that was built during that journey, um, I, it, it, it collaborated so well with, with after I had my son of which now, uh, that's why I'm a mother. <laughs> so my, I had to stop with the peasants and focus more on the academics and make sure that everything would actually be of st- stability with time. Mm. But um, I had to find a way where the voice could be could be used in a very effective way. And at some point, you found that the common ground had had, had been a space whereby had to come with empowerment sense mm. and the healing. But I didn't know with 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 so much passion that I had, how does one come in? So um, I just decided at some point that I, I hosted a few under some 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 collaboration we had, but I was under the the, the background of, of the whole planning. Yeah. And every time I would just plan, plan, plan for others. And it actually take to say, but you're quite able of, of executing. And with this, you're not just doing it because you're an extended hand, but it comes with so much thrive and, and enthusiasm and passion because something is burning and because you want to see it happening so bad. Why can't you try it? So um, it, it came to a point whereby I just thought, okay, fine. How about you just have a, a gathering whereby it's just basic empowerment, basic gathering, and women just come together to voice and to to find their place of comfort. Mm-hmm. Whereby, obviously, I would say a sense of healing was the main point of everything that would has would have been part of the day. Then after that, um, hope to be honest, I, I thought that. This is has this has been a calling a, a place where I've been yearning to be, mm. but I just didn't know how I should have started. So through the execution of of other projects that had to do with fashion, it actually helped me to find my my way of being resilient and actually saying that with being outspoken, where can you use this and and the whole idea of being the entertainment, but not identifying that it would have came to be something that is quite bigger than whatever that I have anticipated or thought that it would be for for what it is today. Mm-hmm. That's actually interesting because I've heard you know a couple of celebrities models whatever runway models speak about just a sense of voice that they feel like you know the industry doesn't allow them and of course it's being it's becoming different now and it's growing even when we look at the SA pageant now you know they ha- it's it's not just about you know the beauty the body and whatever it's also about the brains and the woman empowerment part of it and the being a voice through it i'm actually wondering before you know you had your son while you were still just modeling at that point did you feel like you had a voice and did you feel heard in that moment um quite to be frankly honest um it, they i didn't feel like they was because remember that within the entertainment industry you get to be 
classified you, mm. you, you there is rules there's procedures there's orders that needs to be obeyed so in that sense you you don't want anything that would come against you breaking those protocols that are set so you would omit yourself from trying to to reach out in a sense mm. you would try to make sure that with everything that is required you meet according to the standards that are set yeah. but i think maybe it was a matter of maybe me being young and not knowing that even if you are the outspoken one amongst the the silent you could still use your way in in a way maybe i would have looked into radio productivity where maybe i could have used it within maybe being a presenter or what sort but because maybe i was young i don't think that i had so much knowledge or information that where exactly could i be able to use the voice but in such a case with the judgment and the space of entertainment is quite brutal so that you know that are you strong enough when you voice yourself that you have a form of background that you would know how firm you are. Mm-hmm. And looking back, I don't think I was quite tough enough to be actually be that voice, to actually say that I'm ready for the rejection, I'm ready for the judgment that comes with you being different from everyone. So I would have rather blended in and assured that with everything that is actually set, everything would be met according to whatever that is set. And mm-hmm. I don't become the different kind, but I just make sure that with with the look, with the height, with the weight is is more aligned with whatever that everyone has at that particular time. Yeah. And I guess it makes sense. Like the, you know, as much as I'm saying, it's kind of like I've heard people say they don't have a voice. I guess it makes sense because I'm imagining if you are a model um, and you have to maybe, you know, model in someone's creation or in someone's like clothes that they make. It's not about you. It's you are basically the body that they use to present the work of art to the people, right? And nobody wants mm-hmm. their brand to kind of be watered down by someone else's whatever personality, voice, whatever, you know, because it could be contradictory to whatever that they're trying to sell. So exactly. I kind of get the work part of it, but I also get sort of like the psychological impacts of it. And I'm obviously looking at it from a psychological perspective, Hore. Yeah, but that's also a lot of like erasure a lot of personal erasure it's like you remove yourself and you just used as this object which is not wrong in itself because that's what the industry is Mm. right and then you just kind of yeah you it's like they borrow your body or they borrow your face to show off this you know whatever that's that's being shown off showcased and presented to other people in order to be aware of and to buy so i get you know the the work part of it but i'm also like psychologically i understand how it can make feel someone feel sort of like rejected erased and kind of like they don't have a voice uh, or they that they're not heard um, but again i believe oh, it yeah. could be it, 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 but uh, what i was trying to say it, it, you don't want to sabotage your, your 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 career because now you want to be the voice whilst you mm. know that you're not actually presenting yourself but the brand behind mm. what is presented on your body so i think that's one of the greatest fear that we don't want as 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 and model mm. that you don't want yourself to actually be that because it's quite a, an industry that would really interlink with many others that if maybe you 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 have to screw one 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 opportunity that it would be quite easier for another to know that you know i've once worked with hope she's so problematic 
everything is about her, this and this. So nobody would want to be having to deal with that hard head that said that in along automatically along the way that I need to be dealing with so much difficulties when others don't actually do whatever that you are doing or trying to be the one that wants to be different from many others. Yeah, I can imagine it spreads like wildfire. And then, you know, all of a sudden you're not, you're not a reference anymore. Nobody wants to work with you. Um, So you kind of gave an indication of how you got into, you know, the passion or how you, the point at which you identified your passion, you know, for women empowerment, for community development and engagement. Um, But at which point did you now start Women of Substance and how did you even come up with the name? By by having to, I think I think being raised by a single mother actually actually contributed to how the branding actually started, mm. uh, because um, I understood and actually saw how how women can can be can be like label like I don't know if labeled is is a correct word right now. But I thought that this woman had so much strange. This woman has went through so much so much in her life and yet she 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 conquered in a way you know mm-hmm. so when when we we spoke about the substance i thought i was literally thinking of it i don't know if you have realized with the heading there is a, a leaves a bit of leaves that are are engraved within the the head there yeah. that, that is actually a way of saying that it it's, it's, it's the, the the leaves don't just pop from anywhere the the fruit they say the fruit don't fall far from the tree so i saw myself as quite a reflection of what how strong tough my mother had been and is and having to carry so much weight at a very young age because the awful passing of my father he passed on when we i was just a year four months and my brother was there nine years so she had to be deeply rooted and it, it brought a spiritual element to say that a woman is not just a woman by herself it, it takes a whole lot of of an element to understand and actually understand what makes the human makeup and understanding the emotional the psychological side the the spiritual element if they're not at balance that there's so much that could be affected you know so when we talk about women of substance the substance comes from knowing that I am deeply rooted and being rooted, it comes from the roots. If the foundation is not, is not still, if the foundation is, is not basically intact, there's so much that could go wrong. That's where the spiritual element comes in within the branding to say, we, we, we ask and seek the presence of, of, of the father to say that I wouldn't have made it, but I just made it through the existence and through the presence of me just being consistent and having faith to say the almighty would have carried me through the process. And that's where I am today because I don't think that she would have like understood where she is today if anyone had to tell her that in 10 years or 20 years from now, from when you were young and where you are now, this is what would have made you to be where you are. With the empowerment, I actually saw that raising a child is not just happening by just one. It, it Like they would say that it takes a village to raise a child, that she had to be fed by different women with different life experiences. And through that journey, it actually helped her to be the woman that she is. And through my also experience, it actually made me understand that having solid relationships that that we would build through different journeys in, in our life 
It actually helps to build the woman that we are. So that's where the substance comes and the fruit, that we enjoy the fruits because we understand that in due season we have planted so much good, even within the bad season, we're just hoping for the best out of whatever that we, we, we thrive for. But mm-hmm. we always push for the excellence, even if it's not of excellentry, but we understand that we need to put so much effort in whatever that we're doing. It's of good, not just for us, but also for the community at large. That's where the, 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 the charity events would come in and giving and sharing with others. So with the worth, we understand that it takes, it takes so much integrity when we stand. I don't just represent a woman, but just women around me. And I need to understand that whatever vocally that I present is not just about me, but other sisters. So whatever that I I say, whatever that I do, I'm a representative, I'm a collective representative of many others. So that's how the, 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 the name came about. And I thought that with having the spiritual element empowerment and giving out, it's actually a reach out to say that that's what would make us who we are today. Mm. And since from that day, it actually has contributed so much. It changed so many people's lives, even those that may, 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 may have took whatever that they had to be an extension. It's quite a blessing because we understand that as we pour, we're pouring out to others. But we're hoping that those that we have poured on to also pour to the other generation. And that's what the sisterhood is built through our network and and NPO. Yeah, I love that uh, that last part when you're talking about you know as you pour onto others they pour you know so it becomes this ripple effect where everybody somehow and in their capacity they are contributing to the community and to humanity and to the world at large. So in your own words, uh, I mean, like I said, I and Women of Substance is an NPO and I see it as you know an NPO that focuses on women empowerment uh, and community development. But what would you say woman empowerment does? So can you just give us a gist of what you as an NPO do um, in a practical sense? So when, when talking about women of, you know, women of substance, women of great worth, what can we correlate it with? What sorts of things happen? So if, you know, I purchase a ticket to a conference or whatever, what, you know, what is sort of like the common thread in the different events or initiatives that you host or that you become a part of? I would, I would definitely say the rejuvenation of the soul. Mm. It's quite the important one and making sure that one reaches and reaches one just to reach to many others. With the souls that we have touched, we, we understand that it is not just a, a life experience that you would have by just attending any other event, but we are sure that, these part, that the healing process is always there. We find ways by interneting and assuring that one gets to be helped and seek help if we cannot be that that helping hand. And finding a sense of hope, that is so important to us to say that after attending, I can never be the person that has entered the same way that I did. Mm. I am in a better space to say I can. I am willing to try again. I am willing to see life in a different perspective. And I know that my Redeemer lies and lives within me. I think that has been the most consistent to say, even if it may not change today, 
but I am hoping and I'm, I'm willing to have the faith inside of me to say, I am a better person. And with that, I can be a better person to other people. So mm-hmm. I think a sense of humanity and a sense of rejuvenation of the soul and finding and reaching out from one person to another could be, it doesn't matter what we entailing on what the topic for that day is, but Having that is guaranteed that we would have that after the conference that I found a new sister, I found a new brother, I found somebody that I can call on to to say, I know the day is dark, but, you know, when I speak to hope, I know that I can still sense a sense of of, of horizon for tomorrow. So I think that has been the most consistent thing to say. There, there is a soul rejuvenation, there is hope, there is healing within the process. And we understand that it doesn't take a day or two, but years, even if it has to, but we reach out in a sense of being extended hands to others. Yeah, yeah. Soul rejuvenation, I love that part. So now I want to talk about my favorite thing that's actually happening this Saturday. So this episode um, is recorded on a Sunday. Um, on the 24th of April, but it's going to launch on a Wednesday, which I believe is the 27th, yes, of April. Um, So Saturday the 30th, you are hosting a conference that is titled The Father-Mother Wound. Tell me about a bit about this. Why, Why? You know, what's the motivation? I know that initially you had sort of like a similar conference, and I think the panelists also were different, but due to COVID, it had to be canceled. But what, mm. why, why this conference? Um, what is your intention with it? Um, and what can people expect from it? Yeah. Yeah, hey, with this one, um, I think that this one had to be an assignment that had to be due. It doesn't matter when, but it, it was just one of those that had to be executed. Um, Maybe we'd have thought that we would have ditched because of COVID, but if it's brought on to you, you just have to do what you got to do for it to actually be, be done. Um, I see it as an assignment that was not done, but I believe that the timing is right. Despite the panel that we had previously so, and the one that we had, I think the one that we had then would have delivered something different from whatever that we have now in a sense of projection, but the aim of it is to reach out also. Um, the father-mother wound is, is something that has given me um, a task to say that we, we grow in different environments. And sometimes our environments are so impactful in, in, in a good or bad way. And some people may be wounded within their teens and they carry it into the adulthood. So with that, I, I grew up not understanding how the, the, the separation of my, me and my father had had so much impact. Um, I think maybe it was a matter of acknowledgement or being in denial for for the greatest time that there is so much pain that is actually enduring inside and not being able being being able to actually voice out because there was never a, a platform whereby one can actually say this is what we have because of the sensitivity of the topics that I said. 
with our community, I think there's certain things that our parents would say that some are just unsaid. Mm-hmm. And that was just a matter of respect that we grew up, understanding that our parents, this is what our parents had. And we can't come to be the inquisitive generation. If you had to be inquisitive, you had to be the disrespectful child. So I understood that with that, there was so much that I was crying out for. But there was no platform where I could actually reach out to say, but, you know, I miss this person. I wish I had this person. I wish it was a matter of, 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 of wanting the unknown, but the no, unknown is actually known because there is so much relation that one would have. And it is quite important for one to have both parents within their process of, of growing up. And um, it's so quite said that with our generation maybe it may have been a norm maybe to have to to have parents that would be in separate space and the child is actually not fully considered of how affected they may have been so we're trying to reach out to say to make an awareness to parents to say be aware that there is certain things that we may do or take decision on their behalf that is are so impactful on them. And as kids that have been wounded, we don't know how to voice out. How, when you wounded for so long, how do you come out and say that I'm wounded without actually sup- suppressing the feelings and making a parent being like a parent that has failed to actually take you through the healing journey? Because sometimes it's not because they, they didn't intentionally is because of they never knew that whatever that you in, they never knew how deep it could have affected one. So we just come in together to say that there is still a sense of healing. There is extended, there is extended help that we could get. And by talking about it, by hearing from others, it's a sense of, of giving assurance to say, it is quite possible to heal. It is quite possible to find a sense of ground to say that it is okay for us to hurt and actually to express it. But how do you carry on from there? So that's why we have people that are quite professionals, people that have studied into it and understand the mandate of how to deal with my mental and, and emotional intelligence and so that they could get awareness on that. So that I think that's what of the most important keys, even if it's it's not going to be discussing if everything that we're having from the father and absence wound, but I think most of the topics would actually cover most of whatever that is actually of the basics. So, yes. Love it, love it. Can you give us just a brief, um, some brief information regarding the different speakers and, you know, kind of what will each session or each speaker kind of contribute? Obviously, like you said, based on, you know, their expertise, their training, their education and so on. So we, in this case, we have our, we have a speaker called by Paul Tolo. He's a personal development practitioner, so he will be touching on the physiological science effect of the toxic, the toxic parenting, saying that even if you're growing into a space whereby um, your parents or father are not in a good space, that may affect you, may not be affecting you during your, your toddler-like journey, but maybe may look into it when developing into the adult side of it so he's going into depth into that then we have reverend hang of which he's a, a qualified psychologist 
So he will be touching on the impact, the importance of, of co-parenting. And we have Abdi Dumelo, Dumelo Kozawaka Pasha. Yes, he's an author. So he has, he would be touching on the child dealing with the rejection from a parent, maybe somebody that would have reached out and trying to reconnect in their adulthood. And that's where the rejection comes in. Mm. Then we have our gorgeous Hope Matole. Yes. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Consulting psychologist of which he, she will be touching on the father absence and the impact they have on, on the daughter's romantic relationship. So that's the scoop for Saturday. So mm-hmm. I think that she would go into detail quite more into it. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm, I'm so excited. Um, so as I have it, this podcast is launching on Wednesday, like I said, on the 27th. As I have it, are there still available tickets? There is quite a few tickets that are still available. Okay, so yes, how do you still people... have a few, but we're running out. Okay, so not a lot. How, how do you not, not a lot, not a lot. We're counting down 10, 5 mm. days, then, then we are sold out. So we, it's a run, it's a run off. We almost there, we almost there. Okay. So for Can them you... to actually purchase, yes. they, they, okay. What, oh, the purchasing part. Mm. The purchasing part, they could mm. follow our page, maybe on, on Instagram as Women of Substance, underscore, underscore NPO. Then they would inbox or just Facebook. We have Women of Substance, Women of Great Worth. Or they could directly contact me or call me um, on 082-62-31143. So I could repeat that as 082-62-31143. Thank you so much. All right. And I think you kind of touched on it um, with regards to the woman of substance underscore NPO. That's the Instagram account, right? That is the Instagram account, yes. Okay. Facebook page? It's woman of substance, woman of great birth. Okay. Is there any way that, not, so not just in regards to the conference, but is there any way that people can connect with women of substance, whether they've got, you know, anything to inquire about or just to interact or to just get more information about you or, you know, the NPO itself, any other platform that they can kind of connect with you um, or reach out, contact you on? No, I think those are the, are, are the platforms that we're using. With them reaching out, we could actually speak in a range in a sense of how to actually be reaching out and being extended hands to them. But those are the current ones that we are using. Okay. Shirley, thank you very much for joining me, um, for having this conversation with me. Is there any other thing that I maybe have left out? Anything that you'd want to tell people that you'd want people to know about um, women of substance, women of great worth? No, I think that we have touched most bits of it. Thank you so much. Thank you for being on the platform. And I'll see you on Saturday. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I was busy with my talk this past weekend during the long weekend. I cannot wait to share, but I also cannot wait to just be imparted, to learn, to hear, to heal, and to grow from the other panelists and what they have to share as well. Thank you so much for joining us, my sister. Alrighty, bye.